Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we have a very special edition of the Fraud Power Rankings. And spoiler <laughs> alert, Tate, the entire United wow. States of America are number wow. one. What the hell? We lost to Nigeria? Yeah, yeah this, is, uh, this is the nightmare of uh, Team USA fans. Again, the last time we did a podcast, I wore my Team, my team yes. USA sweatshirt. I said I was fired up for the Olympics. I was confused as to why America wasn't as fired up as I was, but they must have listened to Malcolm Gladwell and known that Team Nigeria was on the way. I made the argument that one of the best things that can happen for international basketball in the United States of America is for the USA to lose yeah. to show the average American that we are not head and shoulders better than everybody. Mm -hmm. We can't just show up and steamroll everybody like it's 1992. Uh, I take back every single word I said. This is not good. <laughs> this is not good for us at all. In fact, I hate it very much. Yeah. Uh, what the hell? We're going to yeah. we're going to do our best to uh, process all of that. Um, also going to talk about the NBA finals. We should probably spend a little time on the NBA finals. Uh, the the Milwaukee Bucks one game three. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Finally is is uh is is playing out of his mind Tate. it's it's hilarious yeah. the the whiplash i'm getting from seeing people calling this series over there's just I, going uh, back and forth here <laughs> i i i, I kind of blame it on the bubble a little bit i think we all forgot that home court plays such a role in this but yeah. like you said after the first two games uh i famously predicted that bucks were going to win the series in six i had so many people come at me with such vitriol saying mm -hmm. what an idiot sons in four series is over and all i kept thinking to myself was do they know that game three and game four will be in Milwaukee? Mm. Turns out it was, and Giannis dominated. Like I don't think said, Suns so. fans think about tomorrow. I think they're just yellowing <laughs> it and they're just like living in the here and now. <laughs> That's all they care about. It's kind of like so, Suns and Four guys. He's got merch. I mean, yeah, just ride it out. <laughs> Suns and Four guy is on peyote somewhere in yeah. the desert right now yes. and has no idea that the series is not over. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about both those things, maybe sprinkle in some uh, odds and ends, basketball news and notes we'll yeah. see where it goes you guys know what the show is at this point we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get to all of it but first what are you doing he takes the time out they're out foul. of timeout technical foul technical foul all right tate frazier in absolute shambles uh the united <laughs> states lose to nigeria not only uh does this I, I was thinking about this because uh every time they would cut to nigeria's bench i would see jaleel okafor standing yes there. yes uh, he never actually played <laughs> never got on the court nope at all nope uh but he's on the nigerian team and by the way as an aside i i just mentioning jaleel okafor's name i think we're obligated to mention that the uh, tyus jones getting jaleel okafor and justice winslow to care about basketball yeah. for those three weeks in march w was was literally a revolution yeah you know what i mean like i cannot believe that happened unbelievable and jaleel okafor <laughs> like you said i mean this was this is probably the first time that a lot of americans like when they looked at the bench they were like the most famous player over there is jaleel okafor yeah, you know oh, no, I mean? he definitely was like someone asked me who's on nigeria and i was like i just got done watching the game i just got done watching Kate vincent <laughs> 
<laughs> scored 21 points. And then someone asked, like, we lost to Nigeria. Like, who's even on Nigeria? And I was like, oh, yeah. you know, guys like Jaleel Okafor. Yeah, it's like Michael Jabinaje and Jaleel Okafor, you know, yeah. the two Duke defectors. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Uh, Jason Tatum being on the USA helps with 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 this argument that I'm making here, Tate. But this is this has mm. got to be great for Duke in the sense that Jaleel Okafor <laughs> is on Team Nigeria. They can pump that to the moon. Number two, yes. the more important point is is the, is is USA losing to Nigeria an inexcusable loss? No matter how you slice it, no matter how many times you say it's an exhibition or Nigeria is actually better than people realize and have a few mm-hmm. NBA players, whatever, completely inexcusable. Is this arguably one of the great thing the greatest thing that has happened to coach k's legacy in the last six years since he won the 2015 mm. title is this mm. the best thing that's happened to his legacy is that usa is in shambles <laughs> without him yes i, I think so 100 <laughs> percent. because uh like you said I, I think america we let it wash over us that we won three straight gold medals and not only did we win you know we 2008 we had this amazing game kobe bryant kind of seals it for us 2012 we go to london that was the the Watch out. We're unstoppable team, you know, with Kobe, with LeBron, with KD. And then 2016, it was like a little bit of an afterthought. And I think a lot of people just assumed that we would win. But Greg Popovich, I mean, give him credit. Every time he gets around Team USA, we lose. You know what I mean? 2004, <laughs> 2004, like I know who to blame now. Everyone wanted to blame Larry Brown. And I never would blame Larry Brown because I know he's the best basketball coach on the planet. Because, again, mm-hmm. he's the only coach to win an NBA and an mm-hmm. NCAA title. So the math checks out. He's the best coach around. And I was trying to to figure out where Greg Popovich fits in, because if you ask, you know, NBA Twitter, Greg Popovich is, you know, anointed. He he, he has never done wrong. Yes. He is by far the best coach in basketball. If you think anything else, you know, Shea Serrano will tweet you to death. Mm. You know, this, this is who mm-hmm. Greg Popovich has been. But like we said, I mean, they we sent uh, the Boston Celtics to the World Games with Greg Popovich, which I kind of gave him, you know, I was like, okay, it's fine, Pop. You know, I'll let that slide. I blame the Celtics Who propaganda. voted on that, by the way? That just feels like the NBA media came up with that idea to like basically send a bunch of Celtics and Greg Popovich. Like that, I, that's a marriage made on NBA Twitter, I think. Yes. NBA, by the NBA check marks. I, I still am not sure how it happened other than like you said, they assumed that Boston was going to become this title team, which again, they made the Eastern Conference Finals in the bubble. Uh, Danny Ainge, was, everything was pointing towards success there. But now Marcus Smart is on the trading block for I'm sure mm-hmm. the number one pick. Uh, because that's what he's valued at. Uh, But Popovich, I let him slide that time. But this game was the game that I, uh, I immediately was like, Tim Duncan deserves all the credit. And, uh, and, and and that's where we are. And I think Greg Popovich, this is a great time for him to have a redemption arc because this is this is news. That was the thing. This was like led, you know, first take a little bit. Uh, you know, Stephen A. Smith was was going after Greg Popovich. So this is the first time I think Pop has had uh, the media, like you said, uh, turn against him a little bit. And I, I am upset as a Team USA fan, but I'm also. You know, no, as an American, know you have to say it as an American. Yeah. That carries more weight if you say yes. not as a Team USA fan, but as an American, yes. as a taxpayer. Yes. <laughs> yes. What is, God. How did we get here? So many taxes. How was that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we got here because if you look at the team, there's no way that Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard, Jeremy Grant, Draymond Green, Zach Levine, 
should lose. Kevin Love to, for three minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean the, how, like you, you lose the KZ, uh, you lose the Precious Achua, you lose the Gabe Vincent, you lose the Jasakoji. And look, these guys are NBA players. Mm-hmm. The, I think the most damning photo I saw, Titus, after this game was Bam Adebayo went over to his Miami Heat teammates, uh, KZ and Precious, uh, and Gabe Vincent, of course, who really was the leader of this Nigerian team, and took a picture with them. As, oh, if, no. as if as if he was gonna form he was like, I should have I should have formed a super team over here. Why am I with Team USA? Dude, that's the reverse of uh what was the team that played the dream team and like wanted autographs and pictures with them after it, they played? Wasn't exactly. that an African team? I thought no. Who I'm gonna look that up. Look Is that it, up. I can't remember, but it, it, exactly. That's what it looked like. It looked like Bam was you know, thinking to himself, of course, heat culture is going to lead the conversation there. People are just going to say he wants to be around his heat teammates. But it did give the vibes of, man, I wish I could be with these guys. They look like they're having a lot of fun. And if you go down the Nigerian roster, you know, for the people at home, we were talking about how, you know, who's the most famous guy on the team. Like they have familiar players, familiar names like Chemezi Metu, yep. um, USC, Epke Udo, uh, you know, guy, Jibinije, obviously a Duke defector that goes to Syracuse. So they have guys, Akoji played at Georgia Tech, played for the Timberwolves. So you recognize these players. But the block that Precious Achua had on Kevin Durant was really the the one that, to me, I, I felt like we got punked as Team USA. And I don't know how that's even possible because, again, we are Team USA. Mm-hmm. We do not get punked. And then to, to add insult to injury, Precious puts up the post of him blocking Kevin Durant and puts in quotations, you're really not that guy. <laughs> That's, the, that's our guy. That's, that's our guy. Uh, yeah. We can't let this happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, th- this is the problem. With, by the way, I looked it up uh, <laughs> it, just from trying to do some some quick Google. I don't know how great <laughs> of my job. Did, did Google fail us? Kind of. Uh, I pulled up Cuba and Tunisia were the two. So mm. Tunisia is African. I think, so I think I, I think it might have been Tunisia that I was thinking I'm going of. Tunisia. Yeah. Um, that that one of the autographs with the with the dream team or yeah. one of the pictures after the dream team kicked their ass. Uh, this is the problem with the way we watch the NBA, discuss the NBA, break down the NBA, and I'm talking about you and I, but also just fans in general mm-hmm. of basketball is that we have decided we like guys, hate other guys. We we <laughs> it feels like every guy in the NBA, you feel something about you feel mm. you, the, every one of us watching we feel something right and then yes we arrive at this point where you you're watching kevin durant get stuffed by nigeria and every part yeah. of you as an american should be like this sucks but the small part of you that's like i don't really, I don't really mess with kevin durant it's like <laughs> yeah no you're kind of like you, know you I mean? kind of love precious and chua yeah. you know what i mean like <laughs> that's so messed up dude because i don't want to cheer for nigeria i want to cheer yeah. for america dude i want to i want to but i don't know especially like we talked about on the last show like watching the euro and 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 just like watching euro 2020 watching like all the i i felt reinvigorated at coming out of a, a time of coronavirus state that i don't know if patriotism yeah. is the word but you feel like so you're like oh yeah international events are fun where you get all these countries mm-hmm. together and i'm so excited for the olympics coming up not only for the basketball but for the women's gymnastics team which yeah simone biles is is one of my favorite olympic events to watch i'm excited for all of that and uh i i i, I want to i wanted to rally behind the, the the United States basketball team tape, but I see Kevin Durant is stuffed, and I got I, I got to be honest, some small part of me is laughing. Yeah, you and know? I mean, look, and I'll I'll keep going there. I mean, you see Jason Tatum, you know, play twenty seven minutes. I mean, the 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 I guess the 
the most ironic part of it all is that, you know, we have, like I said, I listed the American players. You're like, you got Dame Willard, you got Bradley yeah. Bill, you got Jason Tatum, you got Kevin Durant, but they're all kind of ISO scorers, yes. you know, and they all have a very defined way that they play the game. And to facilitate, you kind of are asking a Durant or a Dame to play a little bit outside of themselves. And in this game, you, you saw the recipe for like team basketball and what it can do, especially when the team makes however they made like what 33s in this game or something <laughs> so when you see a team shoot like that but also play team basketball and move the basketball it makes isolation basketball look even more abhorrent you know yeah. what i mean to, to it just it's frustrating at some level and uh i think that was also why when it was kind of like why kevin durant in the first place went to the warriors right he was playing iso basketball in the thunder was like, I am tired of this. This is a lot to put on myself. I want to go play team basketball over there. And that's what Nigeria did. They played team basketball and they beat a team of ISO scorers. This is what 2004, this is, this was a, uh, uh, it reminded me of 2004, not in, in that we lost, but how we lost because of what you mm -hmm. just said, that there's that attitude, the arrogance almost of like, this is, th this type of basketball is bullshit. And if we can't succeed at it, then it, it says it says more about the type of basketball in yes. the event than it does about yes. us. So like the, 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 like you said, like Bam Adebayo taking a bit. Listen, this isn't the end of the world. I don't think Bam Adebayo should be crying. I like like he you know like Luke May hits the shot and he's you know I, I don't expect him to feel <laughs> that for an exhibition game against Nigeria and Vegas, but. Mm -hmm. You do want some small part of of the team to understand that this, this this you cannot take this for granted. There there must be some sense of pride that goes into this. You cannot just show up. This was not a free ride to a gold medal tape. This was yeah. not like a Jerry Colangelo calls you. You answer the call and just say, "Sweet, uh, here's my address. Here's my <laughs> here's what type of gold. Here's my neck size when they put the gold medal around me. Just go ahead and send it to me now." But yeah, I'll show up for K. No, there has to be mm -hmm. some sort of pride, and. I don't know. That's 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 my fear. That's my worry. Is that uh, I don't I I don't know. I, I'm sounding like an old man as I hear myself talk. But like <laughs> for God's sakes, like how else do you? Th th there's literally no excuse for this whatsoever. Even even if like Durant and Tatum didn't play, it would still be inexcusable. Yeah, you know, like of it's course, not, it's not just like it's like you go down the list. Even the guys that uh, they got Sadiq Bay played five and a half minutes. And I understand Sadiq Darius Bay, Garland played. Yeah. I understand that those guys aren't going to play in the Olympics. They're not going to be around when the 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 new wave of guys come in. But still, it doesn't matter. I, I don't want to no. hear any of that. I don't want to hear that Devin Booker would have helped and Chris. It doesn't matter. Look at the look at the <laughs> damn roster. So I got two fixes tape. Mm. I have a long term fix for this. And a short-term fix for this. The long-term fix, I have said this before. I will say it again. As as USA misses the podium in the Olympics, I will be screaming it from the rooftops. Get rid of Popovich. Bring yeah. in the president himself, Brad Stevens. Mm. Pay him whatever he wants. Bring him home. I no longer want Stevens to IU. That's dead. Kill it. It's over. <laughs> Mike Woodson is at IU. It's Stevens is a, is a mass hole. It is what it mm -hmm. is. That's fine. He can be a mass hole all he wants. But last time I checked, hey, State of Massachusetts is in United States of America. So yes. he's still an American. Boston Tea Party, ever yes. heard of it? Yes. Yes. Make Brad Stevens the head coach of the United <laughs> States national team. That is his full-time job. He is, he is president of, of America basketball, and he compiles the <laughs> roster as he sees fit. <laughs> It's not the worst idea. It can't be the worst idea. And guess what happens? Here comes the Boston Celtics of the 2019 <laughs> World Games. <laughs> Jalen Brown, Plus Gordon Jason Hayward, Tatum. and Shelvin Mack, and, and Ronald Terry Rogier. <laughs> <Yeah. Terry. laughs> 
<laughs> Ronald Norwood is, is uh, no longer coaching. He's now back playing back point it. guard for the United States. Um, there's that. The short term fix is this. And this is radical. And people aren't going to like to hear me say this, but I'm not going to apologize for it because this is what needs to happen. And um, if, if, if you get in your feelings listening to me say this, mm. uh, enjoy not getting the gold medal at the Olympics because I'm trying to win the gold <laughs> medal. So here's my idea. We kick all these guys off the team. Every single <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, blow up the roster. <laughs> Get them off the roster. Bring in the U19 team. Yeah, the Chad Holmgrens. Yeah. Yes. The Jaden Ivies. Yes. The Peyton Watsons. Yes. Get, the Ken Lofton. The, get, get all those guys in here that just won yeah. gold against France. And you're saying to yourself, Titus, that makes no sense. Th- these are all NBA players. Those guys are not NBA players. How, like, are you out of your mind? And I would just no. like to point out, Tate, as a reminder to our listeners, the Dream Team, the greatest assemblage of talent basketball has ever seen, will ever see, the greatest yep. team that has ever lived, lost one game. They mm-hmm. lost one game, and that game was to a bunch of college players, Tate. It makes mm-hmm. you think, are college basketball players better than NBA players? We learned that lesson in 1992. We have not applied that lesson at any point since then. Is now the time. Do we get rid of all these guys? Yes. Let Chet Holmgren and, yes. and Peyton Watson and Jaden Ivey lead us to Golden Tokyo. I say yes. <laughs> I agree 100%. This is a great take. Uh, I'm over it. I'm over it because, like you said, these guys – it's a secondary deal for them. You could tell the pride that the U19 team had. Um, I, I will say this. Chet Holmgren, he he has figured out how to, like, I couldn't believe he was the MVP, right? Like, yeah. if you watch those games, I was shocked that he was the one that got the MVP. But I like it. You know what I mean? I like that he's got that cachet of, like, if they won, he was the de facto face of that team. But Ken Lofton Jr., Jr. Uh, their big man, was really, it was like a very old school college basketball inside out, like getting offensive rebounds. You know what I mean? Like it was a fun team to watch. And again, they're playing team basketball. They don't have to worry about their brands. They don't have to worry about Mm -hmm. all this other stuff that goes into it. So Brad Stevens, get Brad Stevens and the boys, get them together. Brad Brad Stevens had all of his success when he was coaching college kids. Tate, get the college kids on the national team. Get Brad Stevens slide drills. That's what we need. First day we chess passes, defensive slide drills. And then we get these kids rolling out there and we win. It's Norman Dale. Just like (laughs) everyone, you you stand on the free throw lane, you look at each other and you go down the court and back, just sliding left or right. Thumbs out. Thumbs out. Thumbs out. Snapping the passes. <laughs> I want to hear it pop. I want to hear it pop. <laughs> uh, Lofton and oh, Lofton man. and Holmgren, by the way, reminded me of uh, like Steph and Durant, basically, in in the sense of like one is the heart and soul of the team, and one's the guy that like as you're watching that game, you're like, I love this guy so much. He's so fun to watch. Yeah. But the other guy is technically the best player, so he's going to win all the awards. And you're like, all right, whatever. We get it. You're like, I guess. Yeah, give him the trophy. But like, can we talk more about this other guy? (laughs) Right. That's how I I, I was so shocked when I, because I watched some of the game, then I turned it off, and then I like kind of checked back in, and then I saw the celebrations and stuff afterwards. And when they made the announcement, and I was like, oh, this is uh, one, great job, great PR, great branding, whatever you want to say, Chet. You got it figured out. And two, I mean, it's Drew Timmy's team. That's what I took mm. away. As I watched the U19 team, I know Chet Holmgren's going to be the face of Gonzaga. A lot of people are going to talk about, you know, what he brings to Gonzaga and the brand, but it's Drew Timmy's team. And Drew Timmy, similar to Christian Leitner, who was a part of that team that upset the dream team. You know what I'm saying? So connecting all these dots here. Mm. Grant Hill was on that team as well, right? Uh, it was like Grant, Grant well, Hill. Leitner was on the dream team. Oh, but he, pl- but he played with the college. Bobby Hurley was on the... Uh, was, was but I thought... Hurley? 
Was I, Leitner, the, I think Leitner played with the college team that beat like they, oh, they really? wouldn't let him they wouldn't let him play with the dream team, so they let him play with the other team. I know uh Weber was on the college team too. Weber was Weber yeah, was yeah, wrecking yeah. him. Yeah. 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 God, great times. Dude, people forget though. They beat him. Make, they beat the, make the call up. This is I, I think you're right. I'm hundred percent. I'm in on both plays. Uh despite all of the haters that will say <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh it doesn't matter about losing to Nigeria. I just think it would be amazing content to think about Greg Popovich or whoever. You know, Grant Hill, I think, is in charge of Team USA right now. He is the uh the USA basketball chairman. Oh, no, he took over for that's bad. Yeah, that's, that's good for you then. That's bad for Duke. Yeah. That's a bad. That's yeah. bad for Duke then. Yeah. To have Tatum well, Gr- and Grant Hill. Like yeah. That, well, and- Grant Hill calls Jason Tatum is like you're not on the team anymore. You know what I mean? Like film that. You want to talk about some behind the scenes content? I would love to see that. And uh, and then also you're getting replaced by Ken Lofton Jr. Uh, who is all heart. Yes. All heart. Kevin, love him. Kevin Durant. When uh, you know the the NBA playoffs are going on. It's very easy for you to look like a superhero when your two superstars are out and you're going toe to toe with the Bucks. Uh, but I can't get you to care one one time mm. against Nigeria. You're gone. Get out, Chet. You're yeah. in. Yeah, go get him, Chet. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I bet Katie loves Chet, and I bet Chet loves Katie. They, they have too, yeah. to. Yeah, they're, yeah. They, they're, they're, they're kind of like. I hope that Team USA just blows everybody out, but I will say I I'm not as excited as I was because again yeah. on paper Team USA you're kind of like how does this team ever lose? But then when you were watching, it felt like a your turn, my turn, Dame's yeah. turn, Kevin's turn, you know, Tatum's but I turn. Think, I think that the, the, back to my point about like I think it's good if they lose. Uh, obviously, I don't want them to lose, but I think long term the interest in international basketball it's good if America loses. But yeah. we have to lose in a way where it feels like the other team is awesome and not that we yeah, suck yeah. and we don't care. And and yeah. the Nigeria game was definitely a case of we suck and we don't care. <laughs> yeah. And that's just frustrating. And then you start getting mad at, at the players that are playing. You start getting mad at the players that aren't playing. Where the hell yep. is LeBron? Why is he not here? <laughs> yeah. We don't care how many saw, times he won. I saw people <laughs> tweeting at Steph Curry yeah. and LeBron, like, please yeah. come help us. Yes. And I'm sure both this of them are just, fault. it's yeah. great for them. They're yeah. sitting at home. They're like, okay, great. Oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> 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 Hate to see it. <laughs> it's very interesting. Uh, by the way, shout out to our guy, Dakota Mathias, who was on the bench for this oh, game, yeah. too. He didn't get in, but uh, neither did Jaleel Okafor. So congrats, Dakota. I, yeah. I, I saw him when they cut the USA bench. Maybe that's what they need, dude. Maybe shake it up, throw John Jenkins in the game, throw Dakota yeah. M- Mathias in the game. These guys yeah. that, uh, yeah. I was a little confused also because I, I've been watching the practice tapes and uh, Tyler Hero is is with the you know select team that they brought in to play right. against the first team so i thought tyler hero would be on the bench and i feel like he actually may have been good you know what i mean because i think if tyler hero came into the game and started making threes he would have pissed off the other guys They're like there's no way tyler hero's gonna play over me and then it right. like lit a fire under them and they would have kept right. going yeah i mean it's like it when, sounds it sounds absolutely preposterous i understand that what i'm gonna say sounds yes. preposterous but you should have to earn your way onto the team yeah. You really should. Like, that's how yeah. it works in international soccer. Mm-hmm. You don't give a damn how good a guy is or, like, how yeah. what his contract is at PSG, how much they're exactly. paying him. We don't care. Exactly. Like, if you don't fit into our team, you're out. Like, we don't, we're not going to play you. We want, we want you to care about being here and we want to be good. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> God damn it, dude. I'm so, the, 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 watching USA <laughs> lose to Nigeria, I've never felt like older in my life because I was just yelling at the TV, like, everything. I feel like I'm, 30 years too young to be yelling <laughs> while I'm watching sports. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, I mean, Gabe Vincent hit six threes. 
in this game, by the way. I mean, six of eight. Uh, I mean, he was great. If you're a Miami Heat fan, this was a great night for you. And that was the other part of this mm-hmm. whole thing. You know what I mean? Like an American team was was celebrating a Nigerian team beating Team USA. That, yeah. like that, that's why it's all convoluted. And that's why I think, you know, the long-term plan of let's just run these guys in and uh, have Brad Stevens coach a bunch of, you know, 18 to 22-year-olds that aren't already on a team in the NBA. Maybe we have more fun. That how way. do we feel? Know. How do we feel about Mike Brown coaching Nigeria? And, I love it. And Rick Pitino is coaching Greece. And Cal, remember, coached the Dominican Republic <laughs> to, to recruit to, Jack. <laughs> to recruit Carl Towns. <laughs> he kicked Charlie Villanueva, an NBA fan, <laughs> off the team to put a 15 year old on his, uh-huh. on his team. <laughs> so um, good. I, I I was when I was watching uh, Euro, I was thinking about this. Is, is it Euro though? Euro? What do we call it? I guess I never think about it. I think, I think it's, it's Euro. the Euro. I think the it's Euro? the Euro final because it's the Euro final. The Euro, whatever. I think. I yeah. so- Who cares? The soccer fans are going to be upset with me. <laughs> I, I know I said it wrong, but uh, just say um, football and you'll be fine. Who's they, the guy? Think that you're... The coach of uh, Belgium, Roberto Martinez, I think is his name. I think yeah. so. Yeah, he's. I not, love Belgium. He's not from. He's not Belgian. And no. I and as I was watching that, the thought came into my brain of like and, and of course uh, Jurgen Klinsmann is German he coached America mm-hmm. soccer team and, and I started thinking I was like is this it, 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 does it, it does this make sense should we should we have this should we have guys from not that country code like if, if the whole idea is like we're playing for the the love of this country the loyalty <laughs> to this country our our beloved turns out we're not yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> doesn't that doesn't that take a little sting away the like yeah um I don't does Mike Brown have ties in Nigeria I don't I don't I assume I, he I believe it. he does oh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. well if he uh, does yeah. then that makes more sense you know I mean but, I don't think obviously he's he grew up in America and is American but well, I no, think, I'm you not know, I, I don't mean to be gatekeeping saying like a guy is not <laughs> Nigerian enough to be what I that's not what yeah, I mean yeah, to be yeah, saying yeah. I just mean in general because I noticed it happened at the, at soccer a ton where it's just like uh, the coaches are mercenaries and you just like hire yes you just get a German dude to, to come to America and pretend like he cares I although Clintman bad example I guess he spent a lot of time in America but you understand what I'm saying you understand yeah, where I'm yeah. going with this well and uh I, I I I don't know I was just I I like Bob Bradley I remember coached Egypt in soccer mm-hmm. he coached mm-hmm. the Egyptian national team and I remember yeah, thinking that, that was hilarious. weird I was like dude yeah. There's no way Bob Bradley cares about Egypt. There's no way. But uh, I, I don't know. I was thinking about that when Mike Brown was. Uh, but maybe he's. I don't know. No, I mean, this is. A, I think this is the year of LeBron's former coaches letting everyone know that they actually were good coaches. You know, Ty Lue uh, was the best coach, in my opinion, in the entire playoffs. The adjustments that he made, um, the way he was get you know able to get that Clippers team to galvanize around each other, and you know, if Kawhi's healthy, who knows where we are? They could be in the NBA Finals mm-hmm. right now. Um, and then Mike Brown, right, a, a guy that's been laughed at, made fun of. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think my least favorite thing that happens. Uh, you know, on the internet is when people bring up the LeBron James, you know, 2007, you know, it's like he took this team to the finals. I'm like, I always feel horrible for those other guys, you know, like my goodness. And they're like, and with this idiot coach with Mike Brown, you're like, Mm -hmm. man, Mike Brown is a good basketball coach, always has been. So then he gets this moment in the sun. I thought that was great. But you mentioned Rick Pitino, and I think we have to talk about this because Rick Pitino is done with the the Greek team. He it's cut over? ties. Yeah, he cut ties. So Whoa. 
he uh, he coached, you know, for whatever, you know, the qualifying. Uh, and that was a favor for the owner of, uh, you know, the, the team that he coached in Greece. And, you know, is obviously apparently one of the most corrupt uh, owners in all sports, <laughs> which is, you know, saying something. Um, and, and Rick Pitino coaches Greece. He tried to recruit Giannis to basically throw the NBA playoff, like as a joke, obviously. But he was like, you know, if we had Giannis, as a joke, he tried to get Giannis to come play with him. But then as soon as they were done in his press conference, you know, of course, you know, journalist, someone there was like, you know, what is the future of the Greek national team? He basically said that they don't have the proper schooling and teaching for youth basketball in Greece. That's why they haven't been able to compete. Like he basically just shit on the country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit, <laughs> shit's on the programs. Like <laughs> how how they're how and he was like, we need more Papayanises, you know. You and you're not going to get those guys with the way they're teaching the game uh, at the youth level here and the lack of dedication. Like just says all this like great. Fully vintage Rick Pitino. And then he ends it by saying that he's done and that he will not be coaching Greece anymore. And basically, uh, good luck. Uh, farewell. Uh, I bid you a good day to the Greek national team. And uh, and as I saw the whole thing play out, I said to myself, this is really good for Iona. You know, this is uh, mm-hmm. if you ever thought that Iona had a chance to make a final four run. Now is the time to cash in on that futures bet because Rick Pitino, he has no time for a second because when he took the job at first, I was like, oh, this is interesting. But I guess he just wants to coach Giannis uh, or at least try to uh, attempt to coach Giannis, you know, maybe in the future. But no, this was a one and done type deal. He did it as a favor. And then when he got done, he made all of the excuses. He took full responsibility <laughs> and then made all the excuses as to why they were not good enough. And then said peace i'm out i'm done and i was like man that was great he, he said it's not about the x's and o's it's about uh-huh. the jimmies and not the coupos yes seriously that's exactly what he said he's like he's like i really couldn't even get to nasus he's like we can't you can't convince the nasus to come play with us dude patino's next move for national teams he should do uh he, he should try to create the sequel to cool runnings Mm. and just like move to Jamaica or something like move Ooh, to the some, Bahamas, move to the uh, Bahamas, some Caribbean, yeah. s- some, some Deandre Ayton. That's the play boom, done. Yeah. Do that. Well, but that doesn't, that's not as good of an underdog story. Like Jamaica. I can't think <laughs> of any Jamaican basketball players. Like Rick mm. Pitino is the coach of Jamaica and he just is like on the beach at all times and mm-hmm. is, is trying it's to in teach Montego basketball. Bay. Yeah. yeah just <laughs> drinking Mai Tais. He's trying to compile a basketball team, but like every time he gets a good athlete and, and he thinks he's got him, they just go sprint. They just like Usain Bolt comes <laughs> in and is like, no, I'm going to turn you into a sprinter and make yeah. millions of dollars. He's like, damn it. <laughs> I think Rick Pitino, here's the hottest take of the day. I think Rick Pitino is a better coach than Greg Popovich. Like if I were Team oh. USA, I would I would I would say we would be in better hands if Rick Pitino was coaching. I I agree with you. Can I'll I'll, I'll jump <laughs> yeah. on that. I'll 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 co-sign that. I agree with you because Rick Pitino will pardon my French for lack of a better term. There's no other way mm-hmm. to say it. And if you played basketball, you know that there's really no other way to say this. He would motherfuck the guys. Yeah, he, he would, and he yes. does that when he's he doesn't care who he's coaching. That's why he didn't work in the NBA. It's like yeah. he's, he he doesn't he doesn't mess around, dude. Like that the, yeah. the the way he coaches would be perfect, and it's exactly what that team needs. It's exactly what Team USA needs. Is, is someone I, I, to look Kevin Durant in the eye and just be like, I do not care how good you think you are. Get your yeah. ass back on defense. Yeah, stick a goddamn hand up on a shooter. Like what are we? Do, you or know? I'm pulling you for or the I'm rest of the game, you, and I'm playing Dakota <laughs> Mathias. Yeah, exactly. And you got to sit here as Kevin. Durant, one of the 10 yeah. best players of all time, and watch Dakota Mathias take your minutes. Yeah. 
And Durant's like, I, damn, I, all right. <laughs> yeah, he's like, all right, man. I, I kind of respect that. I mean, and I, I saw Bradley Beal, you know, he did this nice thing about Popovich. He was like, he's like the coolest coach, you know. He can he can turn it on and, you know, get you straight, but he also is like your friend over there. And look, those are all good things. But I think Greg Popovich is also a diva you know what i mean mm. so like he's been he's turned into a diva a little bit of himself you know over the years with all the media gassing him and telling him how great he is and asking him what wine he drank the night before mm-hmm. it, like mm-hmm. he needs somebody to motherfuck him <laughs> like, <laughs> we, we spent a half an hour on an exhibition basketball game i hope that this I hope this motivates Team USA to prove us wrong. You know what I mean? This is what this is about. We're trying to fu- we're trying to fire this them is, up. This is the most old man Kornheiser Wilbon like yeah. just yelling at the clouds we've ever done. I mean, I think. but uh, hey, I, I loved know. every minute of it. I love every. Know. I'm still hurt by the loss, by the way. But I'm I know with it's you. Like I, I, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I hearken back to the time when when I was younger, and I there there was not a cooler thing than the Olympics rolling around and yeah. watching the. I was Straight old. Enough. I remember the Dream Team. I remember watching the Dream Team in '92. Mm. You weren't born yet, but uh, no. I do remember watching, I was very young, but I, I remember thinking like, this is the coolest thing ever. And that, that was the first Olympics I remember. So I never, I didn't appreciate the fact that like the pros were coming together. Like my dad did that. It was, yeah. it was a big deal to him. But, um, I do remember like looking at the roster and be like, Oh my God, all these guys are going to play together. This is going to be amazing. And I've, I've fallen in love with it. Just like a lot of people in this country. And I just, uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's weird to contrast like watching Euro, the Euro, your <laughs> the European football championship mm-hmm. um, and then like contrasting watching all those fans go nuts and and then watching like kind of this country's attitude towards international basketball. Yeah, we're very tepid. We, yeah. We, yeah, we And I don't we want that to be the case, key. but yeah. losing to Nigeria is not going to help. <laughs> That's not the way to no, go about it. No, I mean, my first Olympic experience was Sydney in 2000 that I remember vividly. Uh, you know, 96, I was like three years old, but 2000 when Vince Carter jumped over oh, a yeah. man and yep. Kevin Garnett lost his mind. I mean, you talk about a team that will get you fired up. And obviously, 04 was, uh, you know, 04 had all of 9 11 that was still, you know, like they had to stay on a boat uh, when they were in Athens. So oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was like a lot of like things that are outside of basketball that were going on. So like it was almost a little bit of a pass. And then 08, 12, 16, we know what happens. It's all good and dandy. So this is the first like crux of what do we do here? What does this look like in the future? Grand Hill has a lot of, you know, things to figure out. And all I want is somebody on this Team USA team to take it personally. And I think it might be Dame Lillard. It might be Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. But I want one of them to just go to Tokyo and say, those two idiots that were yelling at the clouds, shut up. Shut up. You know what I mean? You don't yep. know about yep. USA basketball. And I hope that happens. Dame, come on the podcast. We'll discuss. Please. Well, I, will, Please. I will lay out all of my solutions to fix this, uh, which include... <laughs> kicking you off the team (laughs) 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 and letting 19 year olds take your place. Yeah. Um, God, we we really did just spend a half an hour talking about an exhibition. All right. uh, We'll take a break, come back and uh, (laughs) maybe talk about the, uh, the the basketball that actually has meaning and matters Mm. to some people. Quick break to talk about our friends at Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Of course you do. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year 
automatically with zero limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the US that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nelson Report. Limitations apply. Birthdays, holidays, promotions, getting that last sprinkle donut. There's a lot in this world worth celebrating, but nothing is worth celebrating more than knowledge, especially knowledge that will pay off, like understanding how compound interest works, knowing how to check your investment professional's background or figuring out your risk tolerance or finally understanding all those terms your friends keep throwing around like ETF, ESG and ICO. Learn about these investment products and more at Investor.gov, your unbiased resource for valuable investment information, tools and tips. Before you invest, Investor.gov. So you made a good point uh, at the top that I I had thought of as I was watching the uh, the Bucks take Game Three, um, not just take Game Three. I mean, they seem to if, if that was the first time if that was the first NBA game you watched this season, you'd be like, wow, mm-hmm. Milwaukee Bucks are by far the best team in the NBA, which is kind of the yes. point we're going to talk about here. Um, you mentioned it earlier, the bubble last year kind of ruined us and how we watch <laughs> playoff series and try to make sense of the rhythms and the beats of uh, the, the idea that a playoff series never starts until the road team wins that has been thrown out the window. Thanks to the, the, the Mickey mouse bubble last year. Um, and, and I think everyone forgot that and the Phoenix suns go up two to nothing, which is exactly what they were supposed to do. They defended home yes, court and they didn't even defend exactly. it. Like they look great doing it. I'm not, I'm not taking away like the fact that they look like a very good basketball team doing it. They, they deserve all the praise. It wasn't like they won game one and two by 30, you know, like there yeah. was, it was, there were competitive basketball games. The second game, I would argue like the bucks might have walked away from game two feeling decent about it. Cause Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday played like ass. Giannis and, was, and the Suns shot 50% from three yeah, in game two. I yeah. mean, if you look at the stat sheets, if you look at the box score after the game and you're the Bucks, you can say, hey, we didn't get blown out. And they also played pretty much the best that they can play. So, okay. Yeah. And and I I guess that was just what was going through my head as I was watching game three as the Bucks dominated kind of. I mean, like game, game three to me was the more definitive win. The, of the three games, that was the most definitive win. Now mm-hmm. it was only worth one, and it's the series is two to one. That's how you know. For those that aren't keeping track, the Suns still <laughs> lead the series. But yes. uh, I, I, yeah, it is. I, I found myself thinking like the bubble definitely ruined us because we're all very impatient. We just wanted to clear series over, and maybe we shouldn't do that because this is setting up to be a pretty awesome NBA Finals. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, you know, in the bubble, you know, there was no obviously no difference between game one and game three. And, you know, the Bucks should have all taught us a lesson with the Nets series because after game two, they get blown out by what, like 40 points or whatever it was. They, you know, they they were dead to rights. I mean, so much so that, mm-hmm. you know, Jay Williams goes on ESPN and tells the story that Kevin Durant said, don't ever compare me to Giannis yep. Antetokounmpo. Uh, people were comparing Giannis to Ben Simmons. They were saying they're basically one in the same. Uh, you know, that that's where we were in the ridiculous world of media narratives, right? That the Bucks were done. They should blow it up. The Drew Holiday trade was wrong. Giannis mm-hmm. can't be the number one guy on a championship team. They go in to win that series in six games. So, you know, and 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 Giannis after the game last night, you know, he said what you want to hear if you're a Bucks fan, which is like in every series, he says we game one has been rough for us. But again, they're traveling from Atlanta. They went to Milwaukee for one day, then they go to Phoenix. So you kind of guess that you're going to lose game one. If you if you really had to chalk it up, you would say to yourself, 
we're probably going to lose game one. Mm. So game two is really the game that you that you kind of go for. They're up in the first quarter in that game. And then, of course, you know, Suns get hot. They they end up winning that one. It's all good. Like you said, Holiday, Middleton play terrible. But the biggest story, I think, so far in the series is the five position for the Suns. I mean, DeAndre Ayton has Frank Kaminsky playing behind him, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that that is... That is everything to me. And when you look at the Bucks, they have, you know, Giannis is going to play the five, as we've seen. He's going to match up with Aiton. You got Brooke Lopez, who I guess we've all forgotten is an all-star. I mean, or at least an, can be an all-star, has all-star talent, even though he can be clumsy and spastic at times. He's still, uh, you know, a superstar in this league or can be a superstar <laughs> in moments. Um, and then you have two other actual all-stars and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. And early in this game, Chris Mid- or uh, Drew Holiday hits a three. You know, that was the first shot that the Bucks made in this game. And that's the sign that says, hey, all signs are pointing up. And then I saw after the game, you know, Monty Williams gives his post game he's talking about eight and he says you know we got one of our guys uh, or he says that one of their guys had 17 free throws and I think Mm -hmm. they as a team had 18 free throws so but at the end of the day, Giannis really wasn't the one that got Aiton in foul trouble. Like if you watch the game, Aiton, the worst foul that he had was like a minute into the third quarter and Chris Paul gets the ball stolen from him and then Aiton has a stupid foul and then he gets taken out of the game. Mm-hmm. And also he didn't foul out of the game. So it was a conscious decision to pull him from the game, which is, I mean, that's what happens in basketball. Obviously, we got to protect the guy. But if you're going to get knocked, if the game is going to be over by the time you're going to put Aiton back into the game, then maybe we should have just risked it but they have they have the recipe they have the formula whatever you want to say the bucks do right now which is hey we can go big on these guys mm-hmm. you know we we can go at Aiton, uh and we're gonna force the suns to either put frank kaminsky at the five uh and extend or extend Aiton in those minutes and we can potentially get him in foul trouble and so i left game three like you said i think it was the most definitive win because there is you see a path for the milwaukee bucks and after the first two games yes the suns won those games yes the suns were the better team but i still thought that we had a, as they say like there was a lot more series ahead and uh game three showed us a lot and Giannis Antetokounmpo is unbelievable I mean seriously like I yeah when we when we joked about like what the NBA would want I said he's international Jordan like I I he's so likable isn't he yeah I mean he's like the most likable athlete we have going right now I feel like because he I mean I, I don't even know I mean obviously his story plays a huge part in this I mean the guy was selling purses on the streets at one point in his life with his family yeah. and they were homeless so I mean that's incredible but, to, to be where he is but like the way that he plays the game and the way yes. that he approaches the game and the way that he deals with losses and the way yes. that he bounces back from losses the way that he's fine to airball a free throw and laugh at himself he's self-deprecating My not just goodness. about that just about like at like I, what was the I, I saw a clip of him uh, practice talking yeah, with that PJ Tucker yeah you know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? I forget yeah, what he yeah, said, yeah. but it he's was like, like he's like he's like yeah he's like I've airballed free throws. Yes. He's like basically I've seen the bottom of the bottom. So all I can he, do he is jacked, go up from he here. He kind of Jack Michael Jordan's quote of like I've missed a thousand shots, so that's yes. why I get you know whatever yes. Jordan's quote was. But that's okay because he did it with a big smile and an infectious attitude. And we're like, yeah, Giannis is the best. He, he yeah. he's so fun to cheer for. He's exactly. so and, and Monty Williams. I mean, he he has to say that. Like, it's of course that's, that's part of what the coach has to. Say. He has to bitch about the refs, and that's that's part of the game. We know that, but um, it is funny that he was. If you take it at face value and and pretend that he's actually really upset, 
it is hilarious that that he's complaining about the officiated when if you looked at Phoenix's scouting report, if someone just went to the locker room and like grabbed a scouting report, I bet like five pages are like foul the shit out of Giannis. Every <laughs> yeah, time he touches the, the free throw line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the biggest strategy. It's like a big bold letters on every page. And he's like, I don't understand how this is happening. What is yeah. what is going on here? Yeah. I Why mean, he made, he made 13 out of 17, right? So yeah. like if Giannis does that, then you're really in the driver's seat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not a hack and shack, even though he is my, my favorite storyline we have going right now of the bigs is that DeAndre Aiden and Giannis Antetokounmpo are both like, who is the next Shaq? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they're like, it's yes, like DeAndre yes, Aiden has something. Yes. And then they're like, this is the first time that someone's had 20 and 19 since Shaq. Yes. And then Giannis was the first person to have 40 and 10 in back-to-back finals games since Shaq. So I don't know who is Shaq in this series, but if you're Shaq and you're watching, you're like, this is awesome. Like I like the bigs uh, are back, baby. I just, and it's all coming back to me. I just realized, like, everyone everyone says that Devin Booker is the next Kobe just yeah. because of his relationship with Kobe. And, you know, he, he had the 70-point game. Um, and and kind of the way he plays, obviously. Uh, if if he's the next Kobe, if he's Kobe and DeAndre Ayton is Shaq, I, I, there's – how much money? God, dude, I, I want nothing more now than someone to uh, to ask Chris Paul <laughs> if that makes him Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher. <laughs> 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 like say it with a straight face yeah, just be like yes. you know as the Derek Fisher role on this team Chris uh, are you <laughs> just see what he does I think I think he would remember when LeBron like grabbed his bag with his sunglasses on and yeah, just, walked just walked out, out of that out yeah. <laughs> I think that's what Chris does <laughs> uh, I thought about this too because as, as you brought up Frank Kaminsky I don't know why I uh, made this connection and apologies if if every single person on earth has made this connection because I promise um, I, I, I haven't seen this or thought about it at all until it just hit me the Frank Kaminsky's playing back in Wisconsin, Tate. Yes, he is. Yep. This has been he brought were, up, I assume. He, I I mean, I I haven't seen many in Are NBA we worried media. about the, like this is where my <laughs> mind goes cuz like if I was I don't know, if I was if I was playing for the the Clippers and we're playing the Pacers in the finals, I don't know, mm-hmm. some small part of me I'm playing back in Indiana. I know he's from Chicago. Yeah. Kaminsky's from Chicago. He's not from yeah. Milwaukee. But it's close enough. He went to Wisconsin. He's a god in Wisconsin. And mm-hmm. for the Badgers, at least Marquette fans could do without him. But, you know, yeah, makes you think. No, he wore red shoes, uh, I think, in game three. And I think mm. a lot of people were saying that it was a, a homage to uh, the Wisconsin fans that would be in the building. I mean, look, I'll just say this. It was great. Frank Kaminsky playing in the finals. Right. If you make a, a, a guy a top 10 pick, the, the old adage is that he could be one of the five guys on the floor, you know, two to two teams, two starting fives. He could be one of the five on the floor in the NBA finals. Right. Mm-hmm. So when the Hornets took him ninth, you know, using that old adage in my mind, I'm saying Frank Kaminsky will never, ever be one of the five players <laughs> in the NBA Finals. What are we doing, Michael Jordan? And it, it's yet again, Michael Jordan was right. Michael I had no Jordan, idea. He, he, right. he was right. He knew it. He knew he could play in the finals. So that's why I'm happy. <laughs> Is Jordan a better GM than LeBron? What's I think the consensus so. on that? They're I mean, rookie terrible, of the year, they? Frank Kaminsky in the finals. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think I think LeBron. I think LeBron right now is uh, is a little shook, and I'm scared it's going to come down to Space Jam. You know, as as we've <laughs> joked about multiple times, I think the final goat debate will be who was the better actor and who sold the most money at the box office between Space Jam and Space Jam Two, um, and that'll be our final answer. Then we'll all know who's who's the. <laughs> it's it's God, dude. Space Jam Two. So is, 
I, I, I'm so mad, but also I, as the date draws near, I realize mm-hmm. I'm probably going to theater on Friday to watch <laughs> and I hate myself for it. Yeah. I hate myself for it, but I'm probably, I mean, look, Bugs Bunny, as you know, I mean, I, I'm I doing it for lo- Bugs. That is yeah, yeah, I, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> I, I like Bugs Bunny is my favorite person, character, whatever you want to call him in the entire existence of the universe. So I am going for Bugs, no doubt. The actual goat. That's You're what I'm going yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Make no mistake about this. I do not support LeBron James in no. any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I am here for, you know, I'm here as I walk in. <laughs> you they have a scene in the movie. Bugs Bunny crosses up the monsters and hits a three, and then turns to the camera and says, "I'm him," and takes yeah, like no, fist bumping in the theater. There, they, there was a clip that came out like half the movie they've shown on Instagram already. But there was a clip that they put out, and uh, they they go into DC Universe, right? Because the whole movie they go through the different. Oh yeah, Warner that's Brothers right. Properties. It's like Ready Player One with it, LeBron. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they get in the DC Universe, and Bugs is Batman, and LeBron is Robin. And I was, and I was literally thinking to myself, God. Bugs does not miss. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you put him in. He doesn't miss. Who's Bugs's agent? Dude, I don't guy, know. He's a genius. Absolute genius. <laughs> yes. What were we talking? How did we get on that? Oh, we we're talking about LeBron and Jordan yeah, as Jordan. GMs. Who, yeah. Who's the who's the goat uh, of like Hall of Fame players? That's mm. who's the goat? G is it Jerry West? I guess would that be the yeah, answer? Yeah, probably Jerry was West. Pat Riley was he a Hall of Fame player? I I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't think he. Got I don't to think that so. Level, huh? Uh, what about Joe Dumars? He's got to be up there. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That yep. might be the one. Cause yep. I mean, the Pistons were every single year, Eastern conference finals, obviously won a championship. So yeah. he's got to be in the mix. Yeah. I don't know. Danny Ainge, not in the mix Danny Ainge. Uh, for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What a, st- what a stupid question. Why did no, I mean, that up? I don't know. I was just no, thinking no, that. it's a good thought. Um, I think America would say Jerry West. Can we talk about the uh, Cam Johnson dunk a little bit? Because yes. I know you do want to talk about this. Oh, um, man. This was uh, th- th- this reminded me of the importance of watching sports live. Why mm-hmm. watching sports live is so important because if you did not watch this live, it 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 takes a little bit away from it. You, like yeah. the 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 surprise factor of seeing Cam Johnson just bring the ball up the floor, and even as he was going up for a dunk, in the back of my mind, I'm like something's going to happen and he's going to mess this up, but I love yeah. that he's trying this. Yeah. And then he yammed all over PJ Tucker and I was like, damn, it sucks that that's a charge because that was an amazing dunk. And then it was not a charge. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell just happened? It yeah. blew my mind. And I just like, my mind immediately went to like, I'm glad I was watching this live because if your buddy texts you this, like, did you see this dunk? You're you're already primed for it. You already kind of know what's coming. And yeah. then you watch the highlight and you're like, yeah, that was pretty good. That wasn't, you know, but to watch that live, dude, to watch that, like, just come out of nowhere like that. And I know Cam Johnson can get up. I know he's, he's dunked on people before he dunked on Anthony Davis. Like it's not yeah. like that part of it. Wasn't the shock. It was just that like, I didn't think that's where he was going with that. I thought he was no, just yeah, like, no, he, up. he literally climbed the ladder. I mean, uh, you know, to use the Tom Chambers term, because I mean, that's what it felt like. It felt like the Tom Chambers dunk that you, we've seen a million times. Mm-hmm. And the worst part about the dunk, at least in my opinion, was I thought it elicited more of a reaction, but the problem, as we all know, is that Mark Jackson was the man that Tom Chambers dunked on. Oh. So, so Mark Jackson was, you know, he could have made that comparison. He could have said, mm-hmm. mama, there goes that man. He could have, he could have gone. I mean, he did have a reaction obviously, cause how could you not? But I, at that moment in time, I was like, how did he not say Tom Chambers? But then I was like, oh my God. This is the yes. man that got tucked on by Tom Chambers. Of course, he doesn't <laughs> want to bring up that moment. 
And it's fair to Cam. Like, I, I think it's better not to bring up Tom Chambers because that's kind of that dilutes uh, a little bit of, you know, the 23, the North Carolina connection. He probably wants to be compared to Michael Jordan and not Tom Chambers. <laughs> I, w- I would assume that's what he was looking for there. Um, but, you know, PJ Tucker. As you know, I love PJ Tucker from Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, but to have a guy that we have we have stolen from the state of Pennsylvania, and we've turned him into a Tar Heel, and then to see him dunk on a guy who left our state to go to Texas, it was very like I don't know who I'm pulling for here, but there's a lot of North Carolina ties in this moment. And Cam Johnson just solidified the fact that he's a Tar Heel forever. Get the pit stuff out of here. No, I that's don't not true. No, hold on. Did you see Kevin Stallings tweeted the highlight and said, <laughs> "Proud of you, CJ." He did? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he did in my brain. In my I, dreams, uh, he did. <laughs> think about, think about, like, uh, I, I think about just Kevin Stallings trying to block this guy from going to Carolina. You know what I mean? Like, that, that, is, the, that is his legacy with Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson will always think, man, my coach who I played for at Pittsburgh tried to keep me from going to North Carolina uh, actively, even though yeah. it, I'd already graduated. I was, you I know. I picture Kevin Stallings on a beach somewhere somewhere uh like kind of a what 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 beach would he be on like somewhere Mm. in like like panama city florida or something like that's the beach kevin stallings is on he's got one of those sunbathing uh the 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 deals where like the the it looks like the 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 thing you'd have to put up on your desk so you so people you couldn't cheat in class you know like yeah the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know what I'm talking about? it's reflective and you hold it up and it like gets more sun on your face and yes. he's just sitting there and he's knocked out and he's sunbathing and then one of his cronies comes up and taps him on the shoulder like it's George Bush on 9-11 reading to mm-hmm. the kids mm-hmm. and like whispers in his ear and he peeps down his sunglasses and looks at him and he goes he did what? <laughs> Yeah. And he puts the sunglasses back up and then drinks like a, a that, that's what I, that's how I picture Kevin Stallings. Yes. Heard about Cam Johnson in this moment that in, in time that he yes. had. And then he's like, I don't care. And he pretends. I, like he didn't yes. Care. Yes. Yeah. He, I think, you know, the joke is that you always go to Cancun when you lose. And I think like Kevin Stallings actually is in Cancun. <laughs> Kevin Stallings has a ponytail in Cancun and he's selling jet skis on the beach. Yes. Facts. Jet ski rentals. Jet skis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) and he's got like a a henna tattoo that like goes away but every time it starts to go away he gets it done again and he never he never actually he doesn't have the balls to get the permanent tattoo he just keeps getting the same henna over and over and over yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go out and say he has dreadlocks and it's very (laughs) offensive He's got beads in his hair. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, oh no, coach. <laughs> he's got the Chet Hanks Jamaican Man. accent. Seriously. Like, what is yes, going on? yes. He's speaking Patois to the people. Yeah, you're like, sir, you're in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. God. I miss Kevin Stallings. I miss man. him what so a, much. What a time. Right? Bring him back. The man looked at his, his player laying on the floor and he yes. said, I'll kill you. I'll fucking yeah. kill you. <laughs> yeah, literally. And, and that's not even like an, a hyperbole. That was literally what happened in a moment. God bless him. Uh, any other NBA finals thoughts? Um, uh, I mean, just Cam Johnson in general. I don't know if we've talked about uh, when he was drafted. Like, have you have you done that? Um, have we revisited that, that, that he was mocked? He was belittled. He was, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, laughed at. He's having, he's having a great series. He's having a great playoffs. He's having a great career. He's going to be great in yeah. the NBA, as it turns yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, the, the craziest part about all that was when he was taking 11th, yes, it was high. But it also, it was kind of what we were talking about with Wieskamp. Like, you see 
that it, this, the he's six seven, six eight on a good day. He's long. The biggest knock that they had on Cam Johnson was like he has bad hips. Uh, mm. You know he he's not he's not that great. But like if you watch him dunk over PJ Tucker, I think his hips are all right. I think the Suns have done a really good job with you know helping him get there. And then to go back to the DeAndre Ayton foul trouble point, DeAndre Ayton had that stupid foul on Chris Paul or after the Chris Paul steal. He comes out of the game for guess who? Cam Johnson, who comes in like on a 10-0 run by himself and gets the game to a four-point game. So like when DeAndre Ayton came out of the game for foul trouble, Cam Johnson goes on this magnificent run. And obviously, you know, it, it tapered off from there. So I I'm happy for Cam. I'm waiting for Mikel Bridges to kind of lock back in. I think he's mm-hmm. the one guy they really need for the Suns to figure it out a little bit. But um, I mean, the, if you'd have told me that Cam Johnson would have a more promising NBA arc than Kobe White, however many three two years into their careers, I would have been very confused because of what Cam Johnson got drafted into. I mean, when you think about Phoenix that he got yeah. drafted into, there was no one that was saying, watch out for the Suns in right. a couple years. Right. They were saying, DeAndre Ayton sucks. They should have taken Luka. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and that Devin Booker is a, is a good stats, bad team guy. You know, these are the things that were being said about the Suns. So Cam Johnson didn't walk into some great situation. So I'm just happy for him. I saw his music teacher like commented on the dunk like on Center and was like, Cam was in my music class. He was like one of the best students and I'm so happy for him. You know, it's like he it, it has all good uh, faith coming his way, sort of, so to speak. So uh, it's all good for Cam. All right. Well, there you go. I'm happy for him. That's, uh, I don't really have any more thoughts other than I think the Bucks are the favorites in my mind. And I'm sure I'll probably eat oh, those words, but I've never I've never deviated from that. Even never. after the first two games, I was like, I Dude, still before, think it's Bucks. Before game one, that's Bucks. I said the winner of the series will win the title and um, I'm sticking with it. I'm right. Yeah. I'm going down with the ship. Yeah. But 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 I will say what happens? What is the fallout with the Phoenix Suns if they do not win the title? Because um, they they do think that they kind of how Barkley in '93, you know, he kept saying that they were the team of destiny, team of destiny, and Michael Jordan took that personally because he was like, <laughs> "You have no destiny. Yeah. I I yes. I am the chosen I'm inevitable. one." Yes. yes, and that's Giannis feels a little inevitable, but the Suns feel like the team of destiny. I don't know who wins in this narrative bullshit, but I do think. <laughs> I do. What think, happens when destiny meets inevitability? I, I, I don't know, <laughs> but I, but I think that the Suns have a very very tough off season if they yeah. do not win. I think I really Suns do. and four guys the first cut you have to make. I think yeah. fire him. I think uh, get him yeah. out of your face. Um, yeah. The other guy, the the guy who very obviously went to Grand Canyon University and wears the shooter <laughs> sleeve. Yes. Like I, I, oh my god, as there like I I don't even care where that guy went to college. I've never. He's I, hilarious. I, he went to Grand Canyon in my mind. He could have yes. gone. He could have gone to Ohio State. I wouldn't believe you. He went to Grand Canyon University. You know exactly what I'm talking about, too. Yeah. That's so no. the weirdest part about the Suns fans. <laughs> And they've gotten a lot of people have talked about the Suns fans this, these entire playoffs. Yeah, people are mean. Of, people are mean to the Suns fans. Yeah. I, you but know. the weirdest part to me is that there are these individual characters that stick out <laughs> to you. It's not like the Suns fans as a whole. It's like they, you, mm-hmm. you keep showing like the same people over and over and over. And weirdly, I don't know. It feels and, like, and, like, like you know exactly who I'm talking about. I said the guy that went yes. to Grand Canyon with the shooter sleeve. You know exactly who I'm talking the about. The guy who was floating <laughs> yeah, yeah. as they were as they were vibing in game two. And they, they're shooting all of the Phoenix crowd like on a 4K red camera. Like, I, I like it's it. They're so perfectly shot and like focused in on that. It, I think it's also jarring. Like my mom, when we were watching the game at the beach, she's like, they don't even look like real people. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> they got like Hans Zimmer to come in and like yeah. do the score. Right? 
as they're shooting this guy. You're like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. I mean, that's what it looks like. It really does. And and Deacons is the DP for the whole thing. You're like Richard Deacons. I don't know. Oh, man. Uh, all right. And let's wrap this up. Shout outs, close outs. Do you have anybody you want to shout out? Uh, I just want to shout out uh, Bojangles in the great state of North Carolina. I, uh, I, it's one of those things, Titus, whenever I would finish a game in high school, you know, we'd all go to Bojangles and eat, kind of like, you know, yeah. talk about like if if we were Team USA, like Nigeria had just upset us, and we were all just kind of like decompressing and and at Bojangles. So when I was back home. I had so much Bojangles and uh, like it just it still hits. And uh, that that was just like the main shout out. And obviously, shout out to my family. Uh, shout out to all the people I saw mm. when I was back home. It was great to be back in North Carolina. Got to be in my hometown. Got to be down at the beach at Ocean Isle Beach. Um, it was a great time. So uh, I, I am, you know, sad that it's over. But I'm smiling because it happened. Mm. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> I don't even know if I can say that anymore. I think Dr. Seuss got canceled. But uh, <laughs> I, I I had an amazing, amazing, amazing time back home. And it was great to be back in North Carolina. Getting, so. that, getting that hometown air in your lungs will do something oh. to you, man. Oh. It, it, uh, it'll do something. it was beautiful. I, I think that's what Team USA might need. Add that to my list of mm. uh, fixes. Is I think mm. after every game, they Send should. Send them home. They should <laughs> no, yeah, everyone go back to your individual home. sleep in your mother's basement and uh, report back to us. No, they should, they should get in someone's uncle's pickup truck and ride in the back and go to like Bojangles yeah. or Wendy's or Chick-fil-A or something and get yeah. and get a very cheap well, meal and all sit there in the same table, like crowded up, like you that, used to do an that happened. That happened in 2008. Remember, there's a, there's a picture of the banana boat crew and Dwight Howard, who I guess got cut out of the banana boat crew, but they're all eating at Wendy's. Oh, um, yeah. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. That's You're what right. they need. That's what, that's what, what they happened need. in 2008, Tate. What happened? We were uh, back. Gold, gold, son. Gold. The Redeem <laughs> team. You ever heard of them? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That. Did you, uh, d- does, uh, North Carolina, wh- where you're from your hometown, do you have to worry about hurricanes? What's the, what's the situation there? Yeah. So I, I was at the beach, uh, when Elsa, so my niece is a huge fan, obviously as any, you know, niece of that age, uh, is a fan of Elsa yeah. and frozen. So she wears, you can't name the hurricane after you know, like, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. And so when I was at the beach, it was only for one day, but we, you know, we had like 45, 50 mile per hour winds and, uh, I was upstairs at our house. And so I, I thought that it was over. I thought that the house was going to get blown down. I thought that, um, I was gonna have to text our whole crew and say, uh, you know, this, this is the end, so to speak. I ran downstairs early in the morning. Everyone's already awake. And I'm like, should we get out of here? Like, should we get in the car and go? And my whole entire family is just like, drinking coffee eating <laughs> breakfast like la- laughing at me uh yeah. my, my niece yeah. is watching frozen like like <laughs> like celebrating elsa while we're in the storm uh the storm passed it was all fine uh but it was hilarious like and then they're laughing they're like don't you have earthquakes like when'd you turn into such a wimp like we, we like we've we've stayed here through you know the hurricane fran oh, hurricane whatever and i was like all right i guess i am uh I guess I'm California. It is, soft. It is wild how every place <laughs> in this country, and it might be the world, but I haven't really traveled the world, Tate. I've only traveled throughout this country. Uh, every place in this country has one natural disaster, natural phenomenon yeah. that happens. Tornadoes, hurricanes, that earthquakes. Yeah. Does not phase the locals in the mm-hmm. slightest. <laughs> yes. Does not like because where, where I'm from, I'm uh-huh. not from like Tornado Alley, but the Midwest, we get we get plenty of tornadoes. Yep. Tornado watch, you don't even flinch. Tornado mm-hmm. warning, you actually like go outside to try to find it. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, looking for it. There's a tornado spot in our county. <laughs> oh, where? photo cloud, photo cloud. 
<laughs> the, every every guy I know from where I'm uh-huh. from is like runs to the back porch, the front porch, whatever, tries to find. Yep. It's like, damn, that's sick. That's, <laughs> and then as you see it coming at you, then you maybe consider going to the basement, mm-hmm. and that and yeah. then and only then. And uh, but at the same time, all of those people, if they were in California and they felt an earthquake, would crap their pants. And people from California don't even flinch at earthquakes, and yeah. the idea of tornadoes. Is, is an absolute nightmare to them. It's well, all, it's, I, it's hilarious. I, I, I lost like having the hurricane, uh, you know, that kind of uh, outlook on it. And now I'm just, I'm bad on both sides. You know what I mean? The earthquakes scare the hell out of me out here. And so I also, what, what are you good about? Like the, the, nothing, the, the, the nothing. fire? What about the fires like that we get in LA sometimes? I'm, Did, I'm, are, I'm, I'm terrified of fires. <laughs> I have nothing. We gotta find Tate something. <laughs> we gotta find something that you're not facing. I mean, by. I do love the movie Twister, so like maybe tornadoes, but uh Lightning? There was a- will you golf in a thunderstorm? Uh, yeah, I will because Retief Goosen famously <laughs> was struck by lightning twice playing golf and became Retief Goosen. So I, I still believe that there's something to do with that. So yes, maybe it's lightning, thunderstorms. Ben Franklin invented electricity. <laughs> yeah, I think lightning's good. Lightning's yeah. good. <laughs> Tampa Bay Lightning won Stanley Cup. You know what I mean? This All right, so I'm stu- Team Lightning. This is so stupid. Uh, I want to shout out um, God's Plan 2.0. As it turns out, to nice. Uh, th- this might U- UCLA is in great position. I- I'm not one for gossip. I'm not one for uh, uh. I don't know. I don't. I don't read the tabloids, <laughs> so I don't want to get too into the weeds mm. with this thing. But I was connecting the dots on what's. <laughs> I to hope come. you're going to talk about what I. You, think you're I'm going to talk, talk about what you think yeah. I'm going to talk about. All right, and good. it it hit me that this is unbelievable for like UCLA is more backed than we even realized, and we are the two people on earth that think UCLA is backed the most. That Drake is dating the apparently the mother of Amari Bailey, yes, who is UCLA's best recruit, like a, the best, the best recruit. Is it where we call him the number one recruit? In I think he's the number one recruit as soon as he comes on this podcast. Yes. So right now he's just the top recruit, uh, but once he comes on the show, he'll committed be the to UCLA, goes to Sierra Canyon, yes, and, plays with uh, Ronnie James at Sierra Canyon, and you know, like this story in a vacuum. I don't want to care about it because it's just like a flash in the pan, pan deal. But then I'm forecasting. Next year, like if this relationship sticks, Tate, Drake in the Pavilion Club at UCLA games, sitting courtside yes. as yes. we're there, and we're and yes. I just like walk up to him and I'm like, God's mm-hmm. plan, and mm-hmm. he's like, Yes, you get it, mm-hmm. <laughs> dude, dude. And, it might be and, happening. <laughs> and luckily, you know, we have the Carrie Champion connection. So I we think do. if we walk, if we we walk up yes. with him with Carrie Champion, I think we have a much better chance yes. of him actually entertaining the fact that we're going to talk to them. Dude. He'll probably think that we're like high schoolers in L.A. that he like wants to buy his album. So he'll probably <laughs> yeah. take a picture with us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's a really good shot. I think you're really on to something. The best part about all of it was uh, about three, four weeks ago, Sierra Canyon's last game. Drake went to the game with Michael B. Jordan and LeBron, because LeBron goes to all the games with Savannah. And Drake was sitting next to Amari's mom. And everyone on the internet, like you said, they were like, wow, Drake's trying to smash, Drake's trying to smash, Drake's trying to smash. <laughs> and 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 the the you know, the people at the time were like, no way. That's not possible, but we all know Drake, you know, Drake, Drake's motto is do right and kill everything. You know, that's what Drake stands for. It's an acronym. And by kill everything, he means literally try to have sex with every woman that is around him. And, and, and 
when I saw it was like someone sent me like the shade room, you know what I mean? And I saw the shade room post of him eating dinner at Dodger Stadium with Amari Bailey's mom. I fell on the floor because like Drake is high comedy to me. Like I, I've always found yes. him hilarious in the way that he acts. His antics are hilarious. I enjoy the music, but I enjoy Drake. Sometimes he's funny on purpose more. too. You know, yeah, he, like he's yeah, got he's a, a great decent actor. sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like remember the SVs, Will Ferrell. He did a bunch of funny stuff. Um but the fact that he knew, first off, he knew that that would get captured. And mm. the second part of that is the fact that, like, he did it anyway. Um, I One, I feel bad for Amari Bailey, but I'm no, sure I'm he's gonna okay with it. No, I'm going to stop you there. Because okay, I, you I, think he's okay I, with I, it? I want to bring good. up this point that uh, I've seen people say that, that they're, they're like, man, that must suck to be Amari Bailey. And I would say, listen, again, like, I don't want to we- get too far to the weeds here. And, and yeah, I don't yeah. know anything about his relationship with his mother, what his mother we is don't. up to, whatever. I would just say, in general. We respect all of them. Less, yeah. less about Amari Bailey, more about just, like, any kid out there. If, if you had to watch your mom date somebody. Drake's not a bad like you know no, it, exactly. it, it, it harkens on gonna... a it harkens on a joke that Dave Chappelle had uh, I, I think about the joke Dave Chappelle had about uh, Monica Lewinsky and and she yeah. asked the crowd is there anyone that you you women regret or, or do you feel bad for her and then he said come on you have to feel I guarantee all of you regret one you know you you know the joke I'm talking about too. yeah yeah of that's course. what I feel where he's basically like listen if you're gonna if your mom has to date somebody why not yeah. you know Drake's not the I mean beats the it's, hell out of like some. You know, Jim Cunningham type, you know, I know, <laughs> I know. I mean, like, that's that's a great positive way to spin it. And I think at the end of the day, Amari Bailey is by far the best player on Sierra Canyon. Yeah, will he's a five star recruit will be a star at UCLA if all things continue on the tra- trajectory that it is. So he's going to be OK. And if people are making jokes about your mom in the NBA and a few years down the road, if you're him, you're just like, yeah. And guess what? Me and Drake are best friends. Yeah. Like you, you yes. wish you knew Drake. Yes. You know, like shut up. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, man. Shut up. <laughs> You're being real mean, man. Yeah. Um, Seriously. Uh, I mean, it's better than Delonte West, right? You know what I mean? Like that. That's. Oh, mm. never mind. Take that back. <laughs> uh, my final shout out. I want to shout out Mike Shashevsky, who we oh, I think yeah. we've taken for granted. Um, us as basketball fans in the basketball community. A man who I'm won, standing up clapping right now. <laughs> a man who won three gold medals for these United States. Yes. Uh, it, it, I, I know he's not your favorite, Tate. I understand that. I understand the Duke Carolina rivalry. We have to put that aside. The only shade of blue that matters to me is mm. the red, white, and blue, Tate. Yes. And this man won three gold medals for us. And I think you have to tip your cap to him and uh this is going to be his final season as the head coach of duke and i think we all just need to not take him for granted and appreciate him while he's here so i i cannot agree with that more and uh i will say i love the team usa the jerseys this year are all blue uh, i think that that was a nice tip of the cap to say we are blue bloods mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. even though we have not played like blue bloods we know that we are inherently blue bloods and that's all thanks to coach k so thank you coach k <laughs> thank you coach k hashtag thank you coach k let's, let's get it trending thank right you, now k. <laughs> Is that it? Is that all we got? I think that's all I got. All right. We'll we'll see you guys on Friday. Oh, yeah. We should point out, uh, Friday's show, we have a potential. Tentative. Tentative special guest that will be in studio with us. We will both be back in studio. Yep. um, And that will be the first time in quite some time. So if you do not watch us on the Fox Sports YouTube page, it is Titus and Tate. Go subscribe. Go look at us. Go make fun of. We don't care. Just go subscribe, and then yep. from there we'll have a great time. Go, a Thursday show. Honestly, even if you like, guest. just click it and play the video and don't watch it. Yeah. That's fine too. That helps that's fine. Us. That all. That's that fine. all. It all goes to the same place. That's so. what my family does. You, you, <laughs> I, I had so many people in my family say, "Look, I don't know what you guys talk about. I just click play, and then I, it's on mute." 
<laughs> Mike, beautiful. Love, Love you it. guys. You're the Love best. <laughs> <laughs> Family first. God's plan, baby. <laughs> See you guys.